This is Design Safe Radio, where natural hazards researchers strive to make our society more resilient to everything nature throws at us. So, what are you guys discovering about uh, tornadoes and convective storm effects, especially you know as you're coming, kind of learning from these dust devils? And what are some things that we can do to mitigate damage from these these storms? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good question. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it back to dust devils first. I mean, I think the the data collector from this has a lot of applicability towards towards tornadoes. Uh, some of the characteristics here can be used to better understand uh, what's going on in tornado simulators, for example, or computational simulations to see, hey, is are we getting realistic? Are we getting realistic effects here? And and those things can be used, you know, more broadly to mitigate tornado effects. Um, but I think similar to, to Dust Devils, you know, I think we, I think we're finding out we need to find out more about what's going on. I, I think, you know, in general, I, I think we're we're realizing that tornadoes, you know, ASC seven twenty two now has tornado design uh, for the first time for uh, category three and four structures, which are high occupancy structures, uh, not not residences, but uh, potentially higher higher risk structures if something were to happen. Um, and so it's it's important that we that we find out more. I think we're we realize we we don't know as much as we'd like. Um, and so there you know there's a lot of good work going on right now in in the experimental and computational domains with respect to tornadoes, and it's really showing a lot of the same things that you know the wind characteristics and the wind loading for these tornadoes are significantly different. Um, but again, questions remain on how applicable the data is to real tornadoes, and you know. Can we extend the what we're learning there to the damage and destruction uh, that's caused? And you know, the challenges I mentioned it earlier is really that the field measurements are, are really difficult to capture yeah. and dangerous on some level in in enough detail to really utilize them on the engineering side. Um, and so another way that that some of us learn, including our group, is through you know post damage surveys. Uh, you learn a lot, right? So you you probably don't have measurements on any tornadoes right near the ground, uh, which we really need it. And if we do, it's a, it's a really, really small percentage. So, you know, we learn a lot from post-damage surveys, you know, uh, things like steer, uh, you know, help us go out and go out and try to investigate some of the damages or, um, you know, both to the, to the natural and built environment. So one of the things that, that we would go out and do is, you know, we would look at tree fall patterns of tree fall in, in tornadoes or things like even crops, which, which show the, tornado wind flow really, really clearly if things get damaged. We can learn a lot about the wind characteristics that way. Mm -hmm. And then of course the structural damage, you know, you go out and you can learn about, you know, just uh, how structures respond to tornadoes, uh, the kind of the overall damage profile, things like debris, how much impact does that have as it, you know, that would like say uh, leave a structure and go downstream and potentially impact other structures. And we've kind of known that for a while, but I think, you know, at least in my experience, every time I go out and do one of these surveys, you think you you have you think you go out and you have a good understanding of, of what happens in a tornado and the damage is caused. But there's always things that just, you know, kind of uh, confound you when you go out there, especially when you're looking at a neighborhood or suburban area or urban area. You see some of the damages and you're thinking, oh, I, I don't know how this exactly happened. It'd be great to be able to try to recreate that. Uh, you know, that's that's where the experiments, you know, tornado simulators like at, at Texas Tech and Iowa State can can come into play, and the computational simulations as well to help us better better understand what we're seeing 
on the ground because uh, there's 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 always some really interesting stuff that that you see and you you can't really piece it together and things like even like surveillance cameras and things are really kind of generating some insight about you know there's there's some strange things going on here I can't quite make sense of it uh, you know how how does it how does it happen exactly so I I, I think I think we have a lot more to learn and it's becoming more important I think we're I think we're realizing that tornadoes really present uh, bigger risk than we'd previously thought. I mean, I think all the steps in research and practice in that direction pretty much tell us that. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's it's still open for, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in the tornado space. Uh, there's a lot of room for discovery there. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, you asked about mitigation, too. Yeah. So I think, too, I, I think, you know, some basic mitigation techniques can always help. I think we we still you know, trying to minimize the potential amount of debris or openings to your structure, way to protect windows, way to protect your garage door, things yeah. like that. Uh, you know, the loading can be significantly magnified if you allow, you know, in, in wind to get inside your structure. And those things are, th again, those things have been known for a while, but those are simple mitigation techniques that would certainly reduce your your risk and, and level of damage to tornadoes. Uh, and, there, and there's people looking at that, but I think too, you know, we, there's a, on the research side, there's a, there's a struggle to understand the wind loading and wind characteristics a little bit better to, you know, better inform how to, how to mitigate these things. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense because, you know, tor tornadoes are, are inherently harder to study than something like hurricanes where, you know, they're, they're big, they come over the course of many days, they're relatively uh, more straight line winds. So something like a wind tunnel, like we have down at Florida or, uh, or at the wall of wind at FIU can, you know, some fairly accurately approximate, uh, wind loading from a hurricane. And so, you know, design, uh, codes and, and building codes in places that are affected by hurricanes are way ahead of the wind loading codes of places that are more prone to tornadoes like Kansas, Oklahoma, Illinois, Missouri, places like that. Yeah. No, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think that's the, I think that's the challenge right now is yeah. uh, trying to figure out best ways to simulate these things. Um, <laughs> a really good segue to our next topic, right? Of, <laughs> yeah, for of, sure. Uh, so un, under the, the NARI network, uh, those are who have been following along with us for a little while. Uh, the National Science Foundation has has just put up, uh, put their money where their mouth is, literally, and are have funded the the design so far of uh, a new multi-million dollar, so this is like a mid-scale uh, level facility um, that's looking at not just wind hazards, not just wave hazards, but but both. This multi-hazard research facility called called Niche, which I won't pretend to, to explain the acronym because it's long. But um, but you're a co-principal investigator on that, which is really exciting. Uh, you guys are in the planning phase, the the you know kind of working on working through the design. So the niche is in the, in the design phase. You guys are still uh, kind of wrestling with some fundamental questions about if we were to have a facility that was built with all the capabilities that we wanted, what would we be able to do? What are some of those big research questions that we would be able to answer that we can't right now? Like we have, we have big wind tunnels. We have a big wave tank. We don't have anything that combines the two. And even in the wind tunnels, it's hard to simulate the kinds of wind loading that you're interested in as a wind engineer in the tornado and, and dust devil and derecho space. Yeah. Yeah. Great points. And I think, yeah. So I think that's the, the first thing you mentioned is the, 
kind of the key element of niche is trying to combine, you know, really the extremes of wind and, and water together, right? There are facilities that do wind, you know, facilities like IBHS, there are facilities like um, UC San Diego, um, Sustain, other facilities that do water, Oregon State, uh, but but nothing together, right? And so nothing to be able to bring that space together where the really extreme events occur, right? And so for hurricanes, things like climate change may you know exacerbate some of these things, and we and we really need to kind of understand how these effects work in tandem. Um, and so so that's one of the major things that's going on. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Design Safe Radio. Be sure to like and subscribe on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this on. It really helps people find our show. Thanks to our amazing sponsors, the National Science Foundation and the NARI Network Coordination Office, which is award number 2129782. Big thank you to Marty Lachance, our guest booker and topic researcher extraordinaire, and Raquel Ruiz, who is our video and audio editor. I'm your host and NARI Facility Scheduling and Operations Coordinator, Dan Zayner. We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, stay resilient.